Welcome to Wellness for Women South Africa. Get comfy, grab your coffee or your glass of wine and enjoy today's episode. Undress me of my doubts Exploring what we like most Learn my fears, look past them I'm so much more than that just going to ask you to introduce yourself tell us a little bit about what you do how you came to do it what it's all about and as well um, what does wellness mean to you oh thank you Christelle for that um okay so introduction um, I am a, an integrated healing practitioner it is a branch of kinesiology um, and really, kinesiology is based on um, energy, and that's really what we're working with. And what's so, so basically, I've been studying just so, a bit of background here. I started studying kinesiology um, in 2018, and I'm just still completing my level one. Um, but in the meantime, I went and studied integrated healing, and the two are very so similar but they're just different protocols they're just different ways ways of doing doing um the protocol there are other methods of doing kinesiology but um you know what i think that every practitioner has her own way of doing it doesn't matter how or where she learns um she'll eventually bring or he will eventually bring their own set of tools into what they offer and it, it really has been amazing an amazing journey and it's definitely what i've meant to be doing um, so I started a few years ago in the beauty industry, um, having a love for massage, making people feel better about themselves. And through my own journey of anxiety and just trying to find my place in the world, this is where I came across kinesiology and integrated healing. And it really has been life-changing for me. Um, it, you know, this, this path has taught me so much. And I know that my purpose is to help you, it's to help other people out there, you listeners, to really help you move beyond a place of being stuck, frustrated, not understanding what you know life and this world is all about, and, and just moving into a place of fulfillment, of joy, of connecting to yourself, your, your inner being, that part of you that knows that everything is fine and everything is beautiful with the world. So that's, um, yeah, I hope that was good. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, uh, yeah, the other end of that question, what does wellness mean to you? So wellness to me, you know, I, I'm a holistic therapist. I refer to myself as a holistic wellness practitioner. And really what holistic means, and this, these are my values, is really it's not just about the physical 
You know, we are a body which we can see, um, but we are also so much more than that. You know, we are part of a mental uh, sort of what would, I don't know what to call it, um, a mental faculty, emotional as well. And it's combining the, the our thoughts, our feelings, um, and just the way we are, that makes the person. Um, we are not just physical beings living this in this physical world. You know, what happens when we we pass on? We've got a soul and there's something so much bigger that connects us to the universe and to nature and all things around us, to each other as well. So it's moving beyond the Western understanding of medicine and it's really going into, I would say, um, Ch ancient Chinese acupuncture even, those sort of teachings that are coming to light um, at this present day and age. So wellness wellness is really about nourishing every part of ourselves and not just the physical. It's not just about being healthy and eating right, but it's also about listening to our bodies and our intuitions and understanding our feelings and how our memories can evoke um, such feelings or say for instance if a situation happens and suddenly we react in a certain way why does that happen because we've got memories from the past that are somewhere they're actually hidden in our body somewhere and if we look at kinesiology as well we learned that we learn about the different meridian pathways in the body and that energy can actually get stuck within the body so if we harboring certain energies within the body we, we find it very difficult to move on. And so this is all part of the, the whole. It's all part of being our holistic selves. And so wellness can really be about going for a massage or taking a bath or reading a book that we really enjoy. It's finding the joy in life. It's going for a run. It's listening to music. It's dancing. It's doing anything that really is nourishing for ourselves. And I would say that's what wellness means to me. That's a beautiful answer. Thank you. And I, I think where you were talking about we not, not just the body, um, I think for me, that's why I really enjoy um, the practice of yoga. I've been doing that quite consistently the last while. And the, it just, what's fascinating to me is when you, you're moving your body, um, but you have emotional responses. Um, mm. And to me, that shows that, you know, the whole mind-body connection that you might not know what's going on inside you, but if you use a certain part of yourself, like the body, and move it in a certain way, I suppose it's like you were saying, things getting stuck, um, and you somehow release it through, through um, using that energy in a certain way. Yes, definitely, definitely. Um, yoga is a beautiful... Um, technique or a beautiful exercise that we can do to just bring our bodies back into balance and also while we are in that yoga exercise we are focusing on the present moment we're focusing on you know moving into different positions and I think that's why yoga is such a great technique or exercise to do for wellness yeah absolutely and talking about energy I, when we did our first session together I remember lying there and just thinking I found it so fascinating how I could be 
conscious, so not in an altered state like in um, hypnosis or anything, that I could be conscious and that you could somehow access my subconscious or work with my subconscious and my energy system while I'm lying there and my body or my energy just my subconscious gives you the answers you need I found that just absolutely mind-blowing um so I thought maybe we could dive a little bit more into how that specific how that works um because it is yeah it's quite a, a strange concept to think that um you know it can be accessed or energy or subconscious can be accessed and worked with in such a way isn't it brilliant? Um, the first time that I came across what exactly what you're, you're talking about now, it's accessing the subconscious mind. And it's not through meditation. I'm uh, sorry. It's not through um, hypnotherapy, which I feel is an amazing modality to do because it, it can you know, create such good change for us. But in kinesiology, we use muscle testing. And this is a way that we can access the subconscious mind. And it's really about at the core of us, the essence of who we truly are, our soul, our inner being, that knows everything that is the perfect path for us. Um, and that's really about our intuition. It's that gut feeling. And so when we work with muscle testing, this is a way that we can actually access the cues from the body because we are working with the subconscious mind. So basically how it works in a session, now this I'm referring to an in-person session, whether it's um, integrated healing or just kinesiology, um, which is pretty much the same thing. It's a bit confusing. But when we work with uh, muscle testing, basically what you're going to be doing is you're lying on a bed or you're sitting down in a chair that has an armrest, um, either whichever is comfortable. And you're fully clothed. Um, just get into a comfortable space. And then we actually work with one of your muscles. So generally, we, we work with the arm and we apply just a little bit of pressure to the, the hand or um, sort of where the wrist is. And we ask a series of statements or questions to the body, either looking for a yes or no answer or we're looking for a give, whichever one is correct, whichever one the body wants us to be made aware of. And when that answer comes, what happens is the muscles in the arm actually go weak it's involuntary and you get that slight bit of movement because of the, the muscle re relaxing. Um, and when we work with this modality is we, we actually, it's almost like taking a shopping trolley and every information that the body gives us, we throw into the shopping trolley so that eventually when we get to the correction stage, we're really asking the body, what, what does the body need and when I say the body, I mean the whole. What does the whole of the person need in order to make that change, in order to allow the shift to happen, in order to allow the, the stagnant energy to move and just allow that free-flowing energy with, within the system? That is, yeah, that is a really good answer. Thank you. Because in the beginning, it was when you explained it, before we had our session, you explained it, and, and I thought, you know, I, I don't know, this sounds, uh, let's give it a shot. It sounds weird. <laughs> but I really, it's such a powerful uh, modality. It's such a powerful, I mean, you'd remember our last session has really had such a lasting change for me. And even the last session you did with my mom, it has been, yeah, it has been really a powerful change um shifts that happen and a lot of those shifts are 
um, not very obvious in the beginning. Um, I just remember having, with both sessions, having um, really, really bad headaches after for a day or two. Um, and as you explained it, it was basically like a detox, um, energy detox. Um, so that was fascinating. And then you don't immediately notice, you know, um, big things or any changes. But as time moves on, you, you definitely notice these shifts or that you're doing things differently or you're thinking about things differently uh, or you, know, you respond to things differently. That's exactly right, Crystal. Um, basically, no change should happen overnight. Um, and if you if you are misled that a change will happen overnight, you'll find that it's not going to last. So this is not a quick fix. It's not a get, say, rich overnight or get healed overnight um, kind of thing. This is something it's it becomes part of your journey. It's a facilitation to where you're meant to be in your life. And it's so it's to help you get from point A and point B. And a lot of the healing actually comes from you becoming aware of a situation and changing your perception. So me as a practitioner, I, I don't do the healing for you. Um, it's rather I'm allowing you to change your perceptions. And that's really when we say the subconscious mind, I'm not going to change your you know, you're not going to lose memory. You're not going to think that something else happened. Everything still stays the same, but your perception about something changes. You get those aha moments. You can link a situation or a memory to something that's going on in your life right now that you're having an issue with. And, and just the process of that is so powerful. It's powerful enough to actually allow you to move from that place of uncertainty, not knowing issue into a place of fulfillment and joy and love and so on. Um, what was your other question that you asked in there? Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not sure, but uh, you were saying there now, and I think it's, it's a, I suppose you bring about a sense of clarity um, within like feeling stuck or, um, yeah, I think for what well, that's how it felt for me um, that, you know, that, yeah, it brought about a sense of clarity and um, understanding. Uh, yes, mm. yes, absolutely. Yeah. So that's what actually I wanted to add in there. You mentioned earlier that for yourself and your mom, both the second sessions were just, you felt it was a lot more powerful. And I think it's because going into the session, if you've never had something like this before, you immediately your guard's going to be up. Um, you're accepting of the process, you're allowing it to happen, but you're not sure, you're not really understanding what's going on. Um, but once you've experienced one session and you go into the second session, which is not done the next day, it's, it's usually a, a month, although we do test at the end of a session to see when you need another one again. But what happens is you go into that next session if you need it, and you're a lot more open to what can come up. You understand that it's a safe and gentle process. You understand that nothing will come up if it's not meant to. If the body is not comfortable with something, it will not come up. So whatever you can deal with at that time is what will come up. And it's the body's way to safeguard you because we, we don't want to put you into a stressful state. We don't want to put you into a panic state. Um, the body protects your, when I say the body, your is your whole being, protects you from things like that. So in the beginning, your first session, 
You might find it, wow, amazing, um, you, you've got complete shifts, or you might find it's more of a gentle shift because whatever you need to deal with on the surface, that probably comes up um, the first time. And then I find from my second sessions, the deeper stuff. You also then would trust me as the practitioner a bit more. Um, and just that whole understanding of how things are working allows you to have a, a deeper um, session, I would say. But it's, it's not true for everyone. I mean, some people, they have one session and it's amazing. It goes very deep and they find they don't need another one. Often we will work on different issues um, with each session, but I find it's almost like an umbrella or a pyramid, whereas you might say, okay, I've got this five or 10 things that are going on in my life right now. Maybe you don't even know what's, what the problem is. You're just not feeling like you're in the right space. And that's fine because I use a scan list. Um, often you do know, but if you don't, I also use a scan list to see what's going on in your life. And from that, we can actually work with your issue. We work with what, what, what goal do you want? So we'll never, we'll never just work on the issue and harbor there. We want to move the body into seeing a future that's in the positive. And so, yeah, I, I've lost my train of thought a little bit. Yeah, um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, we, we allow the body to actually move into a positive state. And I, I think it's so... Um, effective absolutely um that was a beautiful explanation thank you um and now in hindsight i definitely yeah feel that as with the first session maybe it was a bit um like you said you're a bit unsure so um uh you're not sure what's going to happen and you're thinking about different things but yeah with the second one definitely knowing what to expect um, it was very, uh, much more intense and much more powerful, definitely, um, for me. Mm. Um, so you work on many different aspects. Sorry, do you want to say something? I just mentioned there the, the headaches that you were talking about. You said mm. headaches earlier. So it's different for every person. Uh, it really depends on what we work on because we can work on something emotional, we, so for instance it, it could be anxiety depression maybe you're worrying about something fear um, I found through these these last few months we've been f working with a lot of fear because of what's going on in the world um, which is understandable but you know this is something that can actually help you move beyond that so we it can be something emotional it can also be something that's physical you might be suffering from back pain or uh, maybe tense muscles in your shoulders, or maybe you're going through an illness. Um, so we can work through that. And then it can also be something that uh, maybe you're not sleeping well at night, or maybe you've got a learning disability. Um, it's great for kids as well. Uh, it's, it, it really just, any, when we say issues, it's such a, it mean, it's so broad. Mm. Um, so it's really difficult to pinpoint just one thing that is going to help. So going back to the umbrella scheme, if we work out of those 10 issues that you have, we work with the most priority. So we test, we do your muscle testing and we test for the most priority. And often what we find is that because now we're working on one issue, it has a filter effect through all the other issues. And you thinking you might think well I need to come back for another um, session for a different issue but that one session more than likely would heal 
um, or help you overcome other issues. But now we're looking at also different aspects of an issue. So that is something that might also come up that might require a different session. Depends how big the issue is, if it's something that we can do in one session. Sometimes the body needs to make slight adjustments, slight shifts, changes in awareness, understanding over time in order to move into the next stage of healing. Um, so going back to the, the headache, some people sleep afterwards. Some people are on the other end of the spectrum to have a lot of energy. Um, so it really just depends on how deep the issue we're working with. And um, yeah, I think how long it's been in your system for. Yeah, I suppose it, it depends on, yeah, like you said, though, it depends on each person. Um, and like you said there, you work on many different aspects and issues. Um, but I've seen that you focus a lot on anxiety. Um, can we maybe talk a little bit about what um, what it actually is, what anxiety is, how and why it shows up in the body, um, and then obviously how uh, ways to manage it? Yeah, sure. So I focus mostly on anxiety because I found that was my journey. Uh, often when I look at people who are living their purpose, they are passionate about their purpose. You know, it really goes hand in hand. And it will often reflect that person's journey. So what have they learned up until this time that, you know, they're doing? What inspired them or what made their shift or their movement to what they're doing now, living their journey? And you'll often find that it's because they've gone through it. So you can relate with a person like that. And so my journey has been, I think it really was about anxiety being younger. Um, it really started off when I was, mm, I think in class one, I think grade one. <laughs> um, so yes, six, seven years old. And just being in class and remembering that um, the teacher asked me a question one day and I had all the kids turn around and look at me. And I had no clue what she asked. So because I, I daydreamed a lot back then. <laughs> I think I still do though, but you know, that's fine. And I remember the kids laughing at me because I didn't know the answer. I didn't know what to say and I froze. And so that just dictated the rest of my school career and even into adulthood in business, um, whereby if I was in a group like that, you know, in a classroom or people were looking at me, expecting me to say something, that I would just freeze up. And that was a reactive, it was a response. And so this is something that I really wanted more, more out of anything in life was to be able to have the confidence to just speak in public. And not just public, but even a group of people that I've known for years, my colleagues at work. Um, look, friends is different because you relate to them on a different level and you trust them already. There's no boundaries. But when it comes to people you don't know, and suddenly you freeze up, uh, you become almost like excluded from conversation. But that's how I thought. And then I started worrying about how people thought of me and how did I sound when I said something and did I say the right thing? And I'd have these endless things going on in my head, my head of, you know, am I saying the right thing? Um, am I projecting my voice loud enough? I need to say something in the group because there's a discussion going on. And if I don't say something, I'm going to look very strange. And so I had a lot of conflict going on over there. Um, and because it was my, my biggest wish to be able to move from that place of shyness of that freeze. And that was a stress response, by the way, into a place of confidence. 
I think that really pushed me to get into kinesiology, to get into um, integrated healing. And, you know, I, I started my journey long ago, just listening to different um, speakers talk about their journeys and um, anyone else that was able to overcome anxiety and what did they do? And people like Bob Proctor um, on YouTube, those sort of videos that, that really just stuck with me. And now I find myself, um, um, you know, I do speaking. Um, I've started creating uh, videos on my social media. Um, and the joy it brings me to be able to share the information and the knowledge that I've learned to other people is really just, it's part of what makes me whole. And, and that's my, part of my joy, part of my journey. So this is why I refer to anxiety a lot, because I can really relate with those people. But I'm, I'm not excluding anyone who, you know, has other issues that they want to work with. Um, Christelle, what else did you ask? Um, no. And then I, I was just thinking if we can maybe look at um, how how anxiety actually works. And I know yeah, and I know you also talk about um, that as a stress response, and you also work with inner child healing. So maybe we can tie those two together with um, having anxiety as an adult, um, how inner child healing or inner child work might assist with that, mm. because usually it would be something that, that happened in the past or as a, as a young child, and yeah. now it all manifests. So our bodies are always speaking to us, always. Um, often when we have an illness, it can be a chronic illness, it can be an acute illness. Um, it means something, that something that's going on in our life. If, if any of you are aware of Louise Hay and you know what she's all about, she talks about the body, different illnesses, pain in the body as well, and what it represents in your life. So if you're going through something specific, how does it relate in the body? So I'll just give you an example. For instance, um, lower back pain is generally related to uh, finances, worrying about finances, worrying about work, your frame of finances. Is it going to last you? That sort of thing. Um, if you look at the, the feet, the feet are about moving forward in life. So where are you struggling with to, that you, you're finding it difficult to move forward and so on? So anxiety, when we feel it's, it's, it's almost like you, you have that um, sort of panic within you because the mind is fast forwarding. It's going to a future scenario of a bad situation, something that could potentially happen, but it hasn't happened yet because obviously it's in the future. So why do we do this to ourselves? Why do we allow our minds just to go ahead of us and, you know, put things in there that really we shouldn't be worrying about. I mean, there's no point in worrying about the future if we cannot control it right now. Um, but it just happens. So I find that with meditation, um, this is my one of my daily practices because it allows me to just focus on the present moment and stop that other chit-chatter. It, it sort of allows you to become more connected with your inner being and it allows you to find that joyful place within. But um, sessions like integrated healing can also help you because what we find is it often relates to something from our past. So this is a stress response, you know, like, like we've said, and a stress response can actually stay with us lifetimes. 
And we think it's normal. We think it's normal to be in the state. We think it's normal to be on high alert all the time. Um, we, you know, we're constantly thinking the tiger's in the room, but it's not. And so how do we actually control this now knowing that, all right, it comes from our childhood, so what? So the thing is, when we reach a certain age, our memories from early childhood are stored within a certain part of the body. And as we get older, it actually starts to, those memories disappear consciously, but subconsciously, the body still remembers how it reacted to a situation. So it could be, for instance, I'll give you an example. Um, when I was that young child and I had all those kids laughing at me and I felt put upon in that situation, it made me quite a shy um, sort of child after that. The body, my body remembered how to react and I froze because that's all it knew at the time. So now as an adult, or not right now, but going into adulthood, as I became, um, as I got into a situation like that, I'd find myself having to talk in front of a few people at maybe a business meeting, I would suddenly freeze up. And the words just wouldn't come out and I'd feel my body go, getting those hot flashes again. My face would go all red. And all of a sudden, I could not even put gibberish together. It was just a really bad, stressful situation to be in. But, you know, there, there was nothing there that should have made me um, react like that. But it was the subconscious mind saying, this is how you reacted when you were six years old, and this is how you should be. So how do we change that, you know? And yeah, through a series of either self-practices or um, getting assistance and being, helping, being helped by being facilitated by a practitioner who can help you move forward is um, really useful. So inner child healing is one of the, the, the different protocols that we can use. And it's really about going within. It's about connecting with that inner child and at that age of when you experience something and having that little child on your lap, giving him or her a big hug and just really connecting, nurturing, loving that child, telling it words that, that he or she never heard before at that age. Um, if you were a young child and you heard your parents shouting at each other, you know, you learned that to get what you wanted or to make yourself heard, you had to shout. Or if you only got attention because you used to shout and that's the only time adults would actually give you attention, you learn as you grow up to be that, you know, um, when you shout, you get that attention and so on. So um, also, I think being a, a woman, um, as a young girl, we were always just taught, you know, I think just because kids in general don't make a noise, um, kids should be seen and not heard, that sort of thing learning to be quiet as well as we grow up, whereas we should be expressive. We should be allowed to feel safe to express our values and opinions. Um, and so this can all change. It just comes from that, that uh, situation that happened when we were a child. And now as we're older, we can actually have a relationship with that child. We can tell that child things that he or she needed to hear. Um, and it is really, really deep. It's the power of changing the subconscious mind. Um, because we make new connections now, we create new feelings and emotions when we talk to that inner child. We can tell that inner child that 
at that time, at that age, you did the right thing. And you did with the information you knew back then, you used that information and you did best for what you could at the time. But now as an adult, allow me, so you, allow yourself to be the adult in that, in that child-adult relationship. Tell your inner child that, you know, now is the time that I will take over and thank you for being that child. Thank you for being there for, for both of us, but I'm going to take over from here. And just acknowledging um, who that child was back then and giving them credits and giving them lots of love, you can actually create quite a big shift within the body and that allows for healing. That's beautiful. I, 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 that's really, I can relate to that so much because I've never before really heard about in child work and um I, I was doing a session with, with another practitioner. Um, she was actually reading my um, natal natal chart. So she does astrology, healing and astrology. So I found it fascinating and I thought, yeah, give it a shot. And she's just going to read um, my chart. And um, we actually ended up working on, uh, she went back to when I was a young child and there was some traumatic event that actually caused a specific um, pattern of behavior that to this day is still my default when um, I experience um, stressful situations or um, trauma or anything like that. And I found that really fascinating how you can carry those those behaviors and those patterns throughout your whole life, even though it's not serving you anymore, it's not helping you, it's actually hurting you. But you can you you something happened and you you dealt with it the best way you could, and um, your body or your subconscious decides, okay, well this is how I'm going to deal with it from now on. And I just find find it fascinating how now as an adult you can actually access that and heal that and move forward um i think it's yeah it's really fascinating to me how that works and how it's possible um and how powerful the subconscious is in that regard and so i, I think when you're in a space in your life where you you deal with anxiety or you have some type of issue or you feel stuck I think we used to making decisions from the conscious mind and because we want to be in control and we think we control everything, not realizing that it's the subconscious that needs reprogramming or, um, you know, someone that can access it and just make those little changes and it can have such a powerful and lasting effect on your life going forward. Exactly. You know, the subconscious, um, so if you look at the mind, it's made out of two parts of it, the subconscious and the conscious. And in reality, we are actually programmed to work by the subconscious, but we think that we're running our own lives through the conscious mind. So 95% of our life is, well, we are run by 95% of the subconscious mind and only with 5% from the conscious mind running our life. So if you look at it like that, I mean, you now understand why something happens and you willfully say to yourself, next time, I'm not going to react like that. Next time, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that differently. I'm not going to be stuck in that situation. How many times have, um, you know, you found yourself in the same situation, reacting the same way over and over again, or it's very similar to 
having a friend who goes after the same type of partner only to be hurt time and time again because it's that pattern of behavior that is instilled into them. It's in their their pattern comes from their childhood and it's what they learned, you know, that's rea their, their reaction. So that's the subconscious mind. So even if consciously we're aware of, okay, I know that I react like this, but I need to change. It's not going to happen. You actually need to make the changes in the subconscious. And is this where affirmations come in and why they are so powerful and um, create lasting change? Definitely. Oh, wow. Um, so affirmations, it, it does seem like a bit of a how can something so simple create such big change? But it's really looking at um, the vibrational frequency of something and a particular way of, of, of being. So, for instance, um, I mean, there's so many different affirmations. Firstly, how do you choose which one to to do and i've got a beautiful exercise that we can do at the end where i'll take you through some affirmations but basically how it works we're working with the power now this is from bob proctor but we're working with the power of auto suggestion and auto suggestion means we're suggesting to the subconscious mind the changes that we want now the subconscious interestingly enough does not know what is real and what is not real so doesn't whatever we tell it it's going to believe it's going to manifest so how it works right now is you are active in the present moment okay you are moving around you're doing actions in this space and time but your mind can be thinking about something in the future or something in the past if it's sitting in worry and anxiety or any kind of negative emotion in the future What's going to happen is you're telling the subconscious mind that in the future, this is going to be me. And it might not be that exact scenario, but you're going to experience those emotions some way or another. And so if we had to say to the subconscious mind, so say, for instance, I want to feel better. I want to be, um, what's a good one? I am worthy. I've actually got I am worthy and I am enough um, affirmations up in my room. And it's, be, it's amazing how just those two affirmations have changed so much in my life. I don't look at them every day. I mean, they're there. It's not like I stare at it for 10 minutes a day. But it's even in my peripheral vision, if I see that in the corner of my eye, that trains the subconscious. So it's not immediate. It's not like I'm going to wake up tomorrow and you know feel like that but it's rather going to take a few days of having that just around me that I see it every now and then without even, even thinking about it. Eventually the subconscious believes it. So it's also like if I'm continually stuck in the past thinking about, I should have done this differently or why didn't I, I behave like this or, or um, I'm, I'm really upset about this situation or I'm so angry at this person. What happens is you're telling the subconscious mind that that's how you want to be. Even if you say, I don't want to be angry, it doesn't know what don't means or do. It just hears angry. So that's what it's going to do in the future. So we want to have positive affirmations up. And the best way to do this is, is well, one of the really good ways is through the exercise that I'm going to take you through at the end. But um, one of the, a nice way to do this is basically going, saying to yourself, what is going on in my life? What is, what am I thinking about the most? And then go, well, what, how, what, how would I like to be? What goal would I like? And make that goal in the present and put that, that up on your wall. So it will never be, I am going to be happy if I have this. No. Regardless of if you have that or not, you want to be happy. 
it's this, it's a frame of being, it's a state of being. So if you just put, I am happy up on the wall and you just put it up and every day you go about your business, you might, it might be the last thing you look at when you go to sleep. You know, it's every time you walk into your bedroom, it's going to be up in the wall. Maybe put it up on your mirror where you know you look at um, every now and then and during the day. Use it as a screensaver. Um, and eventually the subconscious mind, because it's constantly there, that's auto-suggestion uh, through the subconscious. And eventually you start living that way. And I suppose on the flip side of that, um, that is why um, just as powerful is when uh, the way you talk to yourself, self negative self talk. So, uh, you know, on, on the other side of it, how that can actually um, as well um, change your life yes, in a negative huge. way when you're so critical huge. of yourself and you keep putting yourself mm. down. And um, so, changing that, which is not an easy change to make, it's a process, but changing that with uh, i mean affirmations is a, a it's an easy start it's a simple way to start um and trying to change that which is what i like i like simple i like easy because we we're all so busy and we all have so many different things going on if you have easy simple steps to use um to you know move yourself forward um that's all all the better yeah yeah, and I, I think and, something that yeah. we all struggle with is negative self-talk. I think that's a massive, massive thing for most people, um, you know, women especially as well, um, in in aspects of of not feeling worthy or enough, body image, all of those things. Um, I think it's very it's something that that so many people struggle with. Definitely. So, you know, the, the thing is, if you are constantly being self-critical, you're constantly putting yourself down, something happens and you go, oh, you're stupid. Why did you do that? Mm. Or oh, you could have done it better or, or whatever it is, you know, um, self-body image even. If you come up with, say, an affirmation that is the complete opposite and you put it up in the wall, what's going to happen is you're going to look at it every time and go, you're right. That's not me. When's that going to be me? You know, so sometimes these things are so ingrained with us, we in, into us, that we actually need to remove ourselves just a little bit from that situation. And that's why being facilitated through a session like this is going to be so powerful because we, we actually are able to find the cues from the body. We speak to the subconscious and we find out what, what you're actually going, what are you actually going through? What do you need in return um, in order for the change to happen? The auto-suggestion will work, but in the beginning, you are going to think to yourself, mm, how's that going to happen? How am I going to change? Leave it up long enough, though, and eventually you will start seeing the changes. What I would suggest, if you're very invested in being self-critical, and you know, you might know that it's something that you do yourself, where you're constantly putting yourself down and it's been happening for years, you know, it's not going to be a change that's going to happen very quickly. So instead, be a bit more gentle about it instead of it putting the complete opposite of where you want your life to be, rather accept who you are. So instead of going, um, I am the best person ever, or, or, and every time you look at it, you go, you are right. Then instead, rather put, I am worthy. Um, I'm doing okay. Something like that that's a bit more general. 
and it's not where it's completely disbelieved by your your body by your conscious mind that's that's a great i never thought about it that way that's a that's a great tip i think because it's such a process and going mm. from one extreme to the next um might be too difficult um but I think as well, affirmations, when it's so ingrained, like you said, I definitely think it's something that you should consider working with someone with, like a facilitator, like you said. Um, if you feel that you're too stuck in, in that, maybe it's worth thinking about finding someone that can help you through it. Um, I definitely, before I started my whole wellness journey and you know looking for ways and and things different modalities I, I never thought about um working with someone or getting someone to well first of all I didn't know about all these different ways uh, and and practitioners and so I think it's definitely worth thinking about you can't do everything yourself and you not just that but you don't have to do everything yourself I don't know it's something as well that a lot of people have is that we feel that we have to do everything ourselves we have to figure it out ourselves and there are people out there that that know things that you don't know if you're open to learning and you open yourself up it's going to make your path so much easier and smoother and you're going to connect and you're going to you're going to find things and ways and people come on your path that you never thought possible and that never would have happened if you wanted to do it all by yourself so that's yeah, something you know yeah, that's something for me that I definitely felt um felt happen on my journey as people just being led to me because I opened myself up to it and I decided that okay other people can help me and I don't have to do it myself um but yeah, so before we go into the exercise at the end, before we wrap up, you, you've been doing some workshops recently and um, you have one coming up this weekend. Um, will you be doing more in the future and maybe tell us a bit more about what you offer at these workshops, what they're all about? Okay, so the workshops, um, they're actually internationally accredited. You get a certificate um, once you've completed the workshop, it's a one-day workshop or webinar. So the options are to do it online, which is the one that's coming. Uh, the, sorry, which is the one that uh, would have gone past already by the time this podcast is launched. Um, but I do have another one coming up after this, and that's an in-person one. And basically, it's it's based on epigenetics. It's called your DNA is not your your destiny. It's a K Power um, accredited workshop. And this is where I teach you five different cycles from kinesiology. Um, they're called healing cycles. And it's really, it assists you to be able to help you in a situation when you're by yourself. You say it's in the middle of the night. Obviously, you can't call anyone at that time. Um, I mean, nowhere is open or you don't want to bug anyone. And it's really, it's a self-help tool to allow you to to just move on from being overwhelmed from being stuck from having anxiety or whatever issue you are going through and it helps you understand the situation oftentimes it may even help you connect to 
where this is based within the memory of what's causing it. And it helps you to overcome it by just clearing those energies out of the system and allowing your system to flow properly again. Um, so it's really, really powerful. It's, I think it's great for um, acute issues. So if it's something chronic that you've been going through for a very long time, I would definitely make an appointment to see if, um, to go and have a facilitated uh, session with, with someone. But if it's something acute that's just suddenly come up and you just, you know, you, you just really need help from that feeling, then this is a great um, tool to have. And, and when we say tools as practitioners, you know, another tool in your toolbox, we can never have too many of them. They, they're along the lines of all the self-help um, with meditations and yoga and things like that as well. Um, thank you. And you mentioned that you do online and in person is, and you do that with your uh, sessions as well, correct? Yes, yeah. So the epigenetics are, um, those workshops are a full day. You get a manual, um, there's no exam, but you do get a certificate afterwards. And there is, so the option line, sorry, the options are to do it online or to do it in person. Um, I do have the different dates set up every now and then, but, you know, anyone can really contact me and say they're interested and then we can arrange a date between the two of us. Um, and then I also offer for my actual sessions, my integrated kinesiology sessions, those are either in person. So I'm at the uh, Lifestyle Gym in Durban North, Park Hill. Otherwise, I also do remote sessions, which, I mean, is great for anyone anywhere in the world. And uh, so those takes a little bit longer than the in-person. Um, basically, what would happen is we have not an interview, we have a little chat about What's going on in your life? You know, what do you need help with? Um, how can I help you? Just a nice little easy chat uh, for about half an hour to an hour. I mean, it's different with everyone. Then we'll go into the session live on Zoom together, um, going through the different steps, if whatever comes up, uh, you know. Uh, so basically how it works is I take on the energies of the person I'm facilitating. I use my body as a surrogate. However, with them being online with me on Zoom, if there's anything that they need to do, then I can say to them. And I love doing it um, that way and not completely remotely where I don't see the person because if anything comes up, you know, we can discuss it. And I love finding the relevance of what's just come up to how it relates to their life. Um, it, it really is amazing. It brings me so much joy to be able to help someone move from that place of confusion and disillusion to clarity, understanding and love. Fascinating, fascinating work you do. I really, really love talking to you about it. And um, please tell us where people can find you, where, where how can they reach you and um, find out more about what you do or contact you if they want to book a session or a workshop. So before I uh, um, get into that, I just wanted to bring something up. And I really wanted to bring up the vibration, you know, every word has a vibrational frequency to it. So if you think about the way you talk to yourself, if you're thinking, if you're talking to yourself in very self-critical way, or if you're talking to yourself in a very positive way, how they can actually affect you. So if you think, if, if you say the word hate or anger or, um, I don't know, what, what's another negative word, depression, those words, as you're hearing them, 
it almost makes you feel heavy. Like you can imagine them weighing you down, pushing and pulling on you. But if you say positive words, love, fulfillment, passion, you can almost feel yourself filling up with lightness, making you lighter. And so that's why also the words we use are so important because of the way that their vibrational frequency comes across being accepted in the body. Isn't that amazing? Thank you for adding um, Okay. <laughs> Pleasure. So you can find me on, I've, I've got an Instagram page called Self Connections. It's just straightforward Self Connections. Uh, Facebook is Self Connections with K. It's K-A-Y at the end. Um, and then I've also got a website, uh, which there's a link in both my Instagram and Facebook. It's, um, it's a Wix site. So it's Self Connections at Wix site forward slash Self Connections.com, I think. <laughs> just I'll check my social the, media handles there I'll add the link in the um, and then uh, yeah I also on WhatsApp so for bookings I think the best way to reach me is just through WhatsApp because I don't always get to my social media messages in time um, but there I hope to help you just through I'll be adding in quite a few tools soon about self-help things different ways that you can help yourself when you're stuck in a situation that you really just want assistance with and um just educating you about things that you can do for yourself and understanding how your past has an influence on your future and how you can change that, how you can create the future you want. Thank you. Um, and you mentioned that you want to do a little exercise at the end to lead us. Um, okay. So if you want yes. to do that and thank you so much for, for talking to us today and, um, I will see you soon for our next session. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing you as well. And for me, I think that's those aha moments that you, you get after having a session done, you know, what shifts have taken place. And those really pull at my heartstrings. You know, that's why I do this work. Um, and being able to connect with my clients like that is just amazing. So let me take you into this exercise. All right, so what I want you to do, there's four or five steps. Take a, you might want to just pause between each step, I'll notify you. So get a blank piece of paper and a pen. And when you get back, we're going to go into this next session or, or, or step. So the next step would be, I want you to write down everything on that paper that you think about yourself. So it can be good things, it can be bad things, it can be personality traits, it can be you know, things you think about yourself or things that you think other people think of you. Anything and everything that comes to mind, just drop it there on that paper. So those sort of things, you can write one word down the page, one, one words down the page, or otherwise sentences, you know, whatever comes to mind. The next step, I want you to go through all of those words and anything negative, cross out those negative words. And next to those negative words, change it for a positive word. So remember, I don't want you to say it completely different to 
you know, on, on the complete other end of the spectrum, but an easier word than what's there in the positive. And if you're not sure what is the opposite, a soft word, a soft opposite word. So if you have put, uh, I hate myself, which I hope no one does, but just to give you an example, the positive, gentle positive would be, I am worthy. Okay. And once you've done that, you're now looking at a page with positive words describing yourself. I want you to then take out a new page and write down the page, I am. So everything in present tense. So it could be, I am worthy, I am enough, I am beautiful, I am loved. And if it's not an I am type of word, you could put there, I send love wherever I go. That's one of my ones that I, I say to myself every day. I share love wherever I go. I do my best. I'm always doing my best. Things are always working out for me. So you want to put everything in the positive in the present moments down that page. And the next step, take out a recorder. So grab your phone, get that recorder open. And you're going to record your voice saying all of those words. Those are going to become your affirmations. So do this slowly. It doesn't need to be rushed. And with each word, phrase or sentence, I want you to say them with meaning and with feeling. So as you're saying it, feel the word. Really mean what you say. And even if you have to rep repeat each word or sentence or phrase, whatever you put there three times and not just once, that's fine. It's your recording. So you're going to record all of that to yourself. It doesn't matter how long or short it is. And once you've done that, the next step is you're going to play that recording back to yourself. Okay, so it's not going to be a once-off thing. You're going to have to do this for a few days. I would say 21 days because that's how long it takes to uh, make it or to implement, you know, a, a habit or change. So we're allowing the, the system enough time to make that change. And this is going to affect the subconscious mind. It's one of the ways that we can do it with affirmations. There's something quite unique about hearing your own voice. Someone else can tell you you're beautiful or whatever it is. But when the subconscious recognizes your own voice telling you these things, it's going to listen. The best way to do this is listen to that recording every night. As you're falling asleep, the body goes through different stages of awakeness or sleepness. And there's a particular stage as you're falling out of your present thinking mind into the sleep mind, there's a bit of a window where this becomes the most effective form of autosuggestion. And over the series of days, you'll start finding that things change. You become more present in your life. You become lighter, positive, productful. So things change, but it's, it's not going to be quick. It is going to be 
snow, but you'll notice the, the change. So I'm just going to leave that with you. And I hope this has been insightful for you and that you've learned something. All the links for today's episode can be found in the show notes as well as where you can find us online. We would love to hear from you. Send us your feedback, connect, and we will see you next time. And leave your shoes at the door. Let the